Hello, everyone. Uh, thank you for returning. Today, I'm going to do something a little bit different. I'm going to talk about my um, my crypto portfolio instead of instead of what I would normally be doing. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna tell you about what cryptocurrencies I have. This is kind of more in line with how I intended this podcast to go from the beginning. I so this is more on track with what I'll be doing um, going forward. I'll be talking about. Uh, cryptocurrencies and um, what I have to say about it. I'll let you know firsthand right now that I'm not your financial advisor, but uh, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get right into it. And this is what I this is what I intend to do going forward. Is more of this like crypto kind of thing. Um, you watch the video on YouTube. I'm gonna have graphics up with pie charts for the percentages of the cryptos that I have. I'm just I'm just sharing with you the percentage of the percentages of each one of them that I have and uh, and that's that's what I'm sharing with you. So the percentages of the portfolio of the crypto that I have, I'm not sharing you the dollar amounts because for security purposes, obviously, I mean, it doesn't make sense to share the exact dollar amount as everybody knows. So everybody knows I wouldn't be sharing, okay, I have this many thousand or, or hundred or however many I would have. Of all of these, I'm just showing you what percent makeup of the portfolio of crypto that I have. So, here and here we go. I have a total of 13 different cryptos right now, and I slightly like I bought one or two of them recently to get to to get to 13. I have 13 of them, and I'll just talk about I'll talk about these cryptocurrencies like a little bit about why I bought them, and then I'll tell you where what exchanges I have them on so you so you can get a better idea of um where you, where to buy them if you want to start buying them and so something that you can get a better idea of um as you can see on the graphic if you're looking at the YouTube video or you might just be listening on the podcast this is also um this is also an option for you to listen my the number one cryptocurrency I have is Ethereum I have Thirty-nine point oh eight percent of my portfolio is Ethereum, and uh, so I generally I buy a lot of that. I have it, I have it on different exchanges. Um, I was surprised that it, that's like it's almost forty percent of my portfolio is that, but um, I buy it because it's like the greatest network, and I have an episode about Ethereum. It's titled Ethereum on this podcast, and if you want to know my thoughts about Ethereum, you can you can go like I kind of share in depth about Ethereum and why it's valuable in that episode. You can check that out. To me, that's the most valuable one because of its wide ranging network and capability. More more so, its visibility and like the recognition is worldwide. Um, like it's a it's Bitcoin in terms of rec- recognition. Um, but it is, it has more capability, like it has more utility than Bitcoin because you can write programs on it because it's a programming language is, it's more so utilizes the, uh, vast like internet capabilities that, uh, cryptocurrencies have the ability to have. It's just Bitcoin. I mean, uh, for reasons I've explained before, Ethereum, 
The most that I have is Ethereum. The second most that I have, so here are the cryptocurrencies that I have. That's 39.08% of my portfolio is Ethereum. Other cryptocurrencies I have are um, the Binance coin. And okay, so I have the Binance coin BNB. I have Shiba Inu. I have Uniswap. I have PancakeSwap. I have Bitcoin. I have Ethereum. I have Cardano. I have the Crypto.com coin. I have Dogecoin. I have Solana. I have the KuCoin coin. I have the US dollar tether, if I didn't say that already. And I have XRP. And those are those are the 13 cryptocurrencies that I have. The second one I have the the one I have the second most of is the Binance coin, which I have 14.21% of my portfolio is the Binance coin. This is relatively higher than I want it to be. Um, uh, let me I'd like to point out that a good practice a good practice would be to um, write out if you collect cryptos, a good practice would be to um, so uh, would be to write out your portfolio and see what percentages you have of each one so that you know where to shift around what you want because until I wrote this out I didn't realize I actually have more Binance coin than Bitcoin, and that's not the way that I would want it to be. Um, it's easier to to switch the cryptocurrencies to what you want at the point that you see the amounts that you have of each one. Like it's it helps a lot to write all of them in one place so that you see that because otherwise, like before I write them in one place, they're all dispersed on different exchanges and that kind of thing, and I don't have a full idea of what. But um, let me help you out, the listener, in case you are. Uh, either new to crypto or you're just getting into it. Um, the exchanges that I have these on, um, these are the exchanges that I use rather than the wallets. I won't share with you the wallets I use. These are all the exchanges that I have these things on. I have I use the KuCoin exchange. I use Probit, Coinbase, Robinhood, Webull, Crypto.com, Binance.us. And those are the those are the exchanges I use. Webull, um, I just happened to put some Ethereum on there. I don't really like Webull, but I just have I just have uh, some money on there left over, and I'm just like leaving it in there. Uh, like I guess I'm saying I wouldn't recommend Webull, and I don't recommend them because they are they're bad with um, limit buys. From in my experience, like you can set a or even market buys. You can set a limit or a market buy, and then it'll take a number of hours for them to process it, even if it hap even if it's a market, and it's so you're supposed to buy that the second that you make the order. Um, it takes them a few hours to process it. I don't really like that. That's annoying for crypto uh, exchange of crypto because crypto prices fluctuate so much. Um, you usually want to buy it at at a certain time. So I don't like Webull because they take too long to process transactions. Basically. Uh, another one that I mentioned I don't like is Probit and like I sent money to Probit uh, maybe just to check it out or actually they had a coin that was kind of rare that they had on Probit and that was like one of the few places I could exchange the money to buy this coin or like I actually already had the coin but I needed to send it out of the wallet I was using but so like Probit was an option so I set up an account on there and then upon sending the money there I realized that their fees for exchanging the money out are really high. 
I don't know if it's that all the time, but they have a they have a number of rules that are kind of bizarre like that. I'd say overall, Probit is not on is not mainstream enough that I would want to use them. Like I don't have a lot of money on there. It's just the money. I'm I'm actually trying to get the money out of there. But this is uh, so. This is a good thing to bring up is that I have money on Probit, but there's like sometimes you end up with money on an exchange or currently or like i currently have it just because i can't get it out because i'm trying to go through a number of other steps that they would have me do to not have as high of fees i could send the money away but the fees are kind of high but according to them i can go uh further into my relationship with them basically and have more uh do more like give them more information on my account and then the lower the fees whatever and that that kind of thing when you get more into that you don't really want to do exchanges that are doing that like it should be more cut and dry probit is out of the way and they don't as far as i know they don't have an app and it's better to have exchanges use exchanges that have apps and of the ones that i mentioned uh probit is the only one of those that i am using that doesn't have an app uh the rest of them they're on like apps on my phone uh yeah the rest of them are apps um but and so i'm trying to get the money out of probit so i wouldn't recommend that but where i'd recommend that you start is Robinhood because Robinhood doesn't have any fees they're just for and you can also exchange stocks while you're in there in case you don't already have Robinhood um which like you you likely do i don't know but it's that's a good place to start trading crypto to get into it so you can see uh how it how it works it's pretty low risk at the point that you're like oh i if things are going south for you you're like oh i think that Bitcoin's going to go totally downhill. Um, you can take the money out of Robinhood very easily, just whenever you want, and you won't lose any. There's no there's no trading fees for it. So you just have to set up an account on Robinhood and send them some of your money from your bank account. That's a good place to start with the uh, w to get the most obvious cryptos, the ones that everybody buys. The obvious ones are available on Robinhood, like Ethereum, Bitcoin, and Dogecoin. You can buy all of those, and that's a good place to start. Overall, I would recommend Ethereum and Bitcoin. Uh, the third, the third most crypto that I have is Bitcoin, and I have twelve point nine eight percent. The reason I have fourteen point two one Binance coin, so it's like um, maybe I'll put up a graphic for uh, the the rankings that they're listed as on. Uh, CoinGecko, but an app that I use that really helps me is a CoinGecko app. That is not an exchange, but it ranks all of the cryptos and it ranks all of the exchanges, and those are different rankings, but it ranks the cryptos by market cap, which is what you want to, really what you want to look at in order to evaluate what, by comparison, how the cryptos are doing. Like, one thing that I especially would like to look at it for is, like, rankings between dogecoin and shiba inu because dogecoin and shiba inu are brand uh they're similar uh i wonder what the i wonder what the correct marketing term for that is is like their brands are this they offer like the same product basically dogecoin and shiba, shiba inu it's just that shiba inu is uh as far as i know chinese and dogecoin is american and basically they offer the same thing shiba inu was created as a result of Dogecoin because they realized there's a market for that kind of thing because Shiba Inu is also iconography of dogs. It's just a dog-themed uh, 
dog-themed cryptocurrency the same way Dogecoin is. It's And they made it after Dogecoin, but it's Chinese and Dogecoin is American, basically. And literally, you buying Dogecoin is um, literally... Um, uh, Literally, you buying Dogecoin is like supporting America and buying Shiba Inu is like supporting China if like into the future. If we're being in all honesty, for being honest, you buying Shiba Inu is a supporting of China's future assets like as far as uh, nationalism being extended into cryptocurrencies, which it is like uh, the like dissolution of borders is happening that you that you frame and format currency into nations is is difficult but it's kind of like transitioning into formatting that currency of a nation into digital currency online and so one of the ways one of the ways that America and China are living on into the future is through their their cryptocurrencies that are housed that are in in house like cryptocurrencies that are based in America which um, I don't know, I don't know which, how many are based in America. There's a lot of cryptocurrencies that have, like a lot of the prominent ones have their headquarters in Switzerland. There's this city, I think in Switzerland, that's like the, like, uh, crypto valley, like the, the equivalent to Silicon Valley, but for cryptocurrencies, it's, it's in Europe somewhere. I'm pretty sure Switzerland, but, um, uh, examples of American cryptos. I don't know if Doge is an American one, but I, I say that because it is. it has such American ties, pop culturally speaking, and especially since Elon Musk says he's the Doge father. Elon Musk lives in America, sets up all of his businesses in America. Like That is more an example of uh, it has ties to American enterprise, does Dogecoin. Shiba Inu is Chinese, and um, like you, your support, you buying Dogecoin is a support of the American version of what Shiba Inu is, and they're literally the same thing. Um, it doesn't. You sh you shouldn't buy Shiba Inu. So I have both of these. Shiba Inu is what I have the least of. It makes up 0.32 percent of my portfolio. I have Dogecoin that makes up 1.18 percent of my portfolio. Um, Dogecoin uh, should be higher on my portfolio than 1.18 percent. I would say because um dogecoin hasn't like run its course you buying shiba inu, if you buy shiba inu because you think that that is um like dogecoin is dead and shiba inu we see is alive because it's currently going up um it's really more i i see it as that's just a support of chinese assets and chinese culture over american be when these are the same thing like and you're just saying you're just saying like elon musk is dead if you're like dogecoin is not worth an investment at all you're saying like oh elon musk is done doing his thing and that's it kind of goes along with that you're you predicting what elon musk will be doing in the future has a lot to do with what dogecoin is doing like if dogecoin really still has life going forward and the thing is elon musk is still doing his shit he's still like he's still doing building all that shit and like has plans to go to mars and all of that like if he, he's still he's like building a new city so he, he's not really stopping whatever he's doing and as long as he continues to make it then it will come back around where we're like okay yeah dogecoin is viable by the way dogecoin is still in the top 10 of all cryptocurrencies um 
and it edges out Shiba Inu, which is the point that I was bringing up. It, uh, Dogecoin is ahead of Shiba Inu in market cap, and the rankings on that is something you want to look to, and you can look at those rankings. They're easily uh, you can The rankings are shown to you on the CoinGecko app. You can just download that app and see the rankings. You see that Dogecoin is ahead of Shiba Inu in, in the rankings. It might not be that way all of the time or forever, but... Um, I mean, you, you pick which one you want, but I'm, I'm making the point they're basically the same product. Like if you're, if you're evaluating at like five or 10 years down the road from now, it's kind of just, uh, you're investing in American, more like American based assets because like Elon Musk's, all of his shit is, uh, in America and you're kind of, it's kind of based on that somewhat as he like christens himself the Doge father, but uh, let me, I wonder where Dogecoin headquarters are. Let me look that up, actually. Dogecoin, Dogecoin headquarters. So the reason I, the reason I have so much Binance coin, Binance is an exchange, and um, I have a lot of exchange coins, and buying exchange coins is trendy right now, and uh, crypto.com coin is a really trendy one to buy right now because people are really getting into buying exchange-based coins like the crypto.com coin is the um the crypto.com coin is the exchange coin is is the native token for crypto.com crypto.com is just the name of that entity like the brand i mean the the app and all that so the crypto.com coin is called cro is a native token to that but it's a coin for the exchange um, another one that's getting big right now is FTT and that's a, that's another coin, that's another exchange and like you buy the FTT token and that's the native token to that exchange. The Binance coin that I have the second most of, it makes a 14.21% of my portfolio. It's the third biggest in market cap in, of all cryptos. Number one biggest is Bitcoin. Number two is crypt, is, uh, Ethereum. Number three is Binance. And uh, Binance is the is by far the biggest exchange by volume. The most money of any exchange that's held on there currently is uh, like Binance holds the title for having the most money by volume on ex- on its exchange. It's the biggest exchange in the world. Like at this point, by far, it's by a wide margin, and so that's why their native token makes so much money. Um, and there, like, generally has a good future as long as the Binance exchange is the biggest in the world. But um, it holds a wide margin. But you see now is like Crypto.com and um, FTT are competitors to it. And the more that those get visibility, you might, if you watch sports, you see their commercials on TV, but you might see their commercials somewhere else. Crypto.com is a commercial with Matt Damon. FTT has like Tom Brady is in FTT commercials. Um, And I think that like maybe Tampa Bay Stadium is called the the name of that exchange, which is actually FTX. Um, And so that one's confusing because I think the coin is FTT, but then the or the coin is FTX and then the name of the company is FTT or something like that. Um, but those are those are exchanges. Um, the reason, so I have 14.21% of my portfolio is a Binance coin. And um, like, and I'm, I'm being serious. Okay. Um, 
I was so serious. I'm so serious about the Binance coin that 14.21% of my portfolio is that the fucking Binance coin. But it's because it's the third biggest in the world and that exchange is the biggest exchange. It's so here's the thing about the Binance exchange is that um, here's the thing about the Binance exchange. You, if you live in America, to use the Binance exchange, you actually have to go to Binance.us, and that's a different app than the Binance. And like, you have to use the Binance.us either app or website. You can't use Binance. Just so you know, I'm letting you know, Binance is for the rest of the world. For some reason, the rest, for some reason, America is not allowed to use the Binance. That's for the rest of the world. That was originally created, so they created Binance.us. If you're in the U.S., you have to use that, and that is its own exchange, which has its own uh, volume. Like the Binance.us is the tenth biggest exchange by volume. Binance is the biggest exchange by volume, like by far. But the Binance that is that is used by the rest of the world. But um, like you have to use. So I use the Binance.us um, exchange, and. Like I bring that up to say, well, I'm just I'm just letting you know in case you're getting into it. But I, I bring that up because Binance.us is a good exchange. That's one of my favorite ones um, to use. I like it more than Coinbase. I use Coinbase. I don't I don't put a lot on Coinbase. Coinbase has really high fees. Um, so I'm giving you recommendations for which exchanges to use along with this. Uh, Coinbase has high fees. I don't like to use it. My favorite exchange to use is KuCoin. And so the Binance native token, um, but the I what I want to do actually is have less than 14.2% of my portfolio be Binance going forward. I'm fine with that figure as it stands now, but what's happening is with you see um, crypto.com commercials and FTT commercials, um, there is a rise in... Uh, competitors in terms of exchanges to Binance, but like as this was early in its early stages, early development, Binance kind Binance became the big visible name for people that are in the know about crypto. Is that the Binance exchange is the biggest one? But uh, like over the over the past year, there's a rise in visibility among its competitors to the point that now I would say I would be worried about holding that much Binance going forward. And it's really like at the point that I'm realizing this is about the point like and not me because I'm ahead of the game necessarily, but anybody who's like into this enough um, at the point that I'm realizing that this is true. Basically, you you sh I could figure that the rest of the world is figuring that this is true also. And so so like the Binance coin is actually real, real high right now. It's near it's not too far away from like its highest peak ever. And so I might want to exchange out of Binance. It's still a good one to have, but um, a good way to approach the exchanges is to, in my opinion, is to have a lot of exchange. I have a lot of native tokens for exchanges. I don't have the FTT one, but I was going to get into it. But I looked at their app and their app is really mismanaged. I was not impressed. It was kind of ugly. I was going to buy it, but then I didn't. Um, so here's here's the exchange tokens that I have, the tokens that I have that are the native token to an exchange named after the exchange. Um, there, this is like, this is currently the biggest push or trend in crypto is buying exchange tokens. And it will be that for, I don't know how long, maybe forever, but exchanges are your portal into the world itself. And so like, 
uh, like symbolically speaking, this is this would be the point in time or in history that we are ex that we are uh, using the exchanges that we are like taking the portal into that world anyway, and that portal is through uh, uh, cryptocurrencies that are the exchange, like native tokens on crypto on on current cryptocurrency exchanges, and so the cryptocurrency exchange tokens that I have are. Um, Crypto.com, KuCoin, which its abbreviation is KCS, and and Binance, and so just those three, I think. Crypto.com, Binance, and and KuCoin, and so it's good to have those. My favorite one, is, my favorite exchange is KuCoin to use. KuCoin is not a very well-known one at this point, but it is like uh, I believe it's fifth in in market cap in in all exchanges. It's like the fifth biggest exchange by volume is KuCoin, and it is getting bigger right now. The KuCoin token is uh, around number eighty-five in the world, like biggest by market cap in in rankings of all cryptocurrencies. Like the KuCoin token is number eighty-five, and so. I'm I'm bringing that up to say that this is a good time to get in on that one because uh, this is a time where people are really blowing up exchange tokens. KuCoin is an exchange token that isn't isn't well known. Like the Crypto.com token has really blown up in the last uh, month, and it is now number thirteen, where it was it was hovering at like thirty five to forty for a really long time. But the KuCoin one is was like number a hundred five. Uh, it was like hovering around a hundred for the past year, I think, I think. And now like recently it's now it's ranked number 85 or so. And, uh, the KuCoin token is really good because when you buy it, it gives you a certain percent of interest, like fees that people pay when they are trading the KuCoin token or other tokens on the KuCoin exchange fees that people pay, a certain percentage of that gets distributed out to everybody on KuCoin who has the KuCoin token. It is a small percentage, but it is like, it's a small amount that you gain, but it is higher the more that the KuCoin price itself goes up. So it's like a little bit exponential that if KuCoin, the price of it itself got bigger, you would make more off of interest just by owning it. And so that's a unique situation. I don't know any other exchange that does that, that you basically get a small percentage of APR of KuCoin for um, just holding the token in your main account. Another reason I like the KuCoin exchange is because they simplify this thing for you where you have a main account and a trading account. And if you listen to crypto, if you listen to crypto um, fodder content from anybody, they all tell you don't leave any money on an exchange. And so like I have money in wallets and I, I didn't bring up the wallets that I use. You can use um, like the Coinbase wallet or you can use the Trust wallet or like the biggest ones. Um, and like Robinhood is basically like, is kind of like having a wallet, but they say to not leave your money on an exchange. KuCoin is the only exchange I found that does this where when you sign up for it, they give you both a trading account and a main account. and so you transfer your money from your main account to the trading account is very easy. It's just a it's just a click, and in order to trade it, if you want, and their trading fees are very low on KuCoin, 
and they offer lots of coins and they offer XRP and I can't find XRP anywhere else. Um, they offer XRP. They have, they have lots of coins and their trading fees are really low. And so when you're done trading with that, with the coin that you want traded, you put it back in your main account, just one click, and then it's on your main account and it's not housed on a trading account. But the KuCoin app gives you both of these. And I, I actually really like it. It's just really organized that you get to control whether your money is on the main or trading account. And so um, for these reasons, the KuCoin exchange to me is very underrated and they're, um, their KuCoin, and it's still the it's still the fifth biggest in the world, but their token you get a small percent of interest, not for staking it or anything, just for having it. And um, so KuCoin, I think that I think that the Crypto.com coin, when you pay, uh, when you exchange or get other cryptos on the Crypto.com app, you get to pay for those fees in Crypto.com in the Crypto.com coin. But I'm not sure if there's a discount with Binance. There is a small discount with trading fees. Um, with the with Binance, if you use the Binance Exchange to trade or you send like deposit, um, if you use the Binance Exchange to trade cryptocurrencies and you have the Binance Coin on there, then you get to pay for some of the fees in the Binance Coin. You get to pay for the fees in the Binance Coin and you get a discount. And that's another reason why. Lots of people have the Binance coin and why their exchange became prominent and the biggest one uh, to begin with is because is because of that reason, because you get discounts on trades that you make um, and you get discounts on trading fees as long as you have the coin. And this was like Binance was somehow able to establish themselves as having this or I think like crypto.com, as far as I know, and I don't know this for sure, I don't know that they give you a discount. And KuCoin doesn't, I don't think they give you a discount, but maybe they give you the option to trade. But uh, that's one thing that's unique about Binance and why it is the third biggest cryptocurrency in the world is because of the Binance Exchange native token BNB, which is 14.21% of my portfolio, gives you discounts on trading fees um, when you trade. And, uh, but I want to, I want that figure to be less because I'm worried about alternative exchanges competing with it real hard and, uh, maybe, maybe defeating it because in my opinion, KuCoin actually is a better exchange than Binance. It just isn't as visible. That doesn't necessarily mean that KuCoin will become more visible, but you see, but it is actually moving up the rankings as all these exchange tokens are. Um, I don't find that. Binance is a colorful, like eye-catching enough brand that it would for sure continue to last as like this is the third biggest cryptocurrency and for sure have the biggest volume um, of an exchange. Uh, but they do have like what they have to their advantage, obviously, is a discount with fees. Um, so the third biggest one I have, 12.98% of my portfolio is, is uh, Bitcoin. And so... I'm being dead serious. I'm being dead serious about that. 12.98% of my portfolio is Bitcoin. And I wish that that, that should be a little bit higher. That should probably be my second biggest. Um, the fourth biggest one that I have is, is Cardano, which is prefixed. The abbreviation for Cardano is ADA. I have 9.4% of my portfolio is Cardano. 
Um, Cardano is like, uh, Cardano is its own blockchain like Ethereum. It's more like Ethereum than like Bitcoin because you can write programs onto Cardano the same way you can with Ethereum. You can't write programs onto Bitcoin. Cardano for most of the time to this point of the in the crypto universe was seen as the second best um, the second best like programming language type cryptocurrency, the second best giant network crypto behind Ethereum. And it's it's seen as, for most of the time, it's been seen as Ethereum's greatest competitor, Cardano. And it has a reputation that it is actually, it was written later, so they don't have scalability problems that Ethereum does, Cardano. Um, so that's why I have, that's why it makes up that high a percentage of my portfolio is because for most of the time, it was seen as the best alternative uh, to Ethereum and as a giant, because Cardano is this giant network the way that Ethereum is, and you can write to you can write cryptocurrencies, you can write tokens onto it, and it's actually uh, has, it's supposed to have a greater capacity for holding data and holding uh, tokens, and like it's supposed to be faster as a result of that. It's more scalable is the main thing that people say. It's like, People, everybody knows that Cardano is more scalable than Ethereum, and then this gives it greater like storage. Like it has a lot more space, and it, because of that much more space, it's just easier to facilitate moving of money. Like Cardano is allegedly faster and bigger, but like um, Ethereum, and e Ethereum employs a number of tactics to to make up for this. To make up for this in order to make themselves more viable make themselves more competitive against these like cardanos that emerge because cardano was written later and as a result they kind of worked out some of the kinks that some of the earlier cryptocurrencies had as a result of just being written earlier in the development of the technology but like cardano's reputation for being more scalable that does not mean that it will surpass ethereum because ethereum has a better um, Ethereum has a more visibility and a better reputation and already is relative to more exchanges and more locations worldwide. Like, um, it's, it's like it, Ethereum has a lot more tokens that are already written onto its network too. And that's, that's the main determining factor for you saying like, will Ethereum re remain a atop something like Cardano, where Cardano is seen by some, maybe it's not seen by everybody, like it's it's seen by a number of people to be a relatively better technology. It's just that these are currencies and so they're based on reputation mostly and people like, it, they're based on like visibility and what people like and people, people just like Ethereum more. Cardano is, um, People like Ethereum more, and Cardano is a little bit nerdy. Uh, like, but it was actually originally it was kind of more pop, popular or like uh, trendy to like Cardano. I feel like it's, I feel like people are maybe turning on it a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised. And Cardano's like main competitor, another main competitor of Cardano is Polkadot. I don't have any Polkadot, but that's another it's another good one to have. Polkadot's another giant network, but basically I'm worried about Cardano's future a little bit. So this is like a snapshot of what I got going on at this moment in time for my crypto portfolio. Um,
I and uh, so this is a snapshot. I'm worried about um, I'm worried about Cardano's future because now this now the best alternative to Ethereum is Solana, and I have Solana. That's the eighth most that I have. Solana makes up two point two three percent of my portfolio. That figure should be higher. I I should have more Solana, and it's really to the point that maybe I should have more Solana than. Um, Cardano, but this is the way that it stands now. This is a better reflection of like right now, the way that people look at it is that Cardano is uh, better. Well, actually Solana, I think passed Cardano in the rankings and I wouldn't be surprised if that trend continues. It would probably be better to have more Solana than Cardano, honestly. But right now I have the fourth most that I have is Cardano. So that's why it's it's good to write all of these out. So if you if you have a number of them, then you can see where you want to move them to. And especially in a case like that, like nine point four percent of my portfolio is Cardano, and um, two point two three percent of it is Solana. And I know that like Solana is probably well, it's hard to say, but I feel like Solana will grow more than Cardano in the future because Solana is now Ethereum's toughest competitor. Uh, generally speaking, like that's its reputation now at this point where Cardano held that title for most of the time up until recently. But Solana is a better competitor to um, Ethereum because so Solana is a giant network that you can write cryptocurrencies onto. But Solana is a lot faster and is much even better technology than Cardano, like to the point that it's like making a name for itself for being like profoundly better technology than Ethereum is. And so Solana has a better chance in all seriousness of passing Ethereum than Cardano does. And so it would be better if I had more Solana. And, but uh, um, so Solana is the eighth most I have. So I'm telling you that these are, this is leftover of, um, this I'm my cryptocurrency portfolio and the rankings of it are kind of a snapshot of the way that reputation of it exists right now. But I'm trying to control for the way that the perception of all of these cryptos are going to change into the future. And that's what I'm talking about is like the way that the perception of these things will evolve. And um, generally, it's like the evolution of the perception is kind of what brings in all of the money and increases the volume of any one of these cryptocurrencies, increases the market cap. Um, and so this era sees Cardano as valuable, maybe more valuable than it actually will be going forward. But uh, uh, but I, it's difficult to say. Cardano is really streaky and it's just kind of been dulled a little bit by the emergence of Solana recently. Um, so the fifth biggest one I have at 8.82% of my portfolio is the U.S. dollar tether. And I like to keep a certain percent of money in the U.S. dollar tether because um, it just tethers the money. It's the same thing as having a bank account with your bank. Like if you put $800 into a bank account um, and then that money just stayed the way that it was, that's, that's what the U.S. dollar tether does. It just tethers your money to the U.S. dollar. It doesn't fluctuate. It doesn't go up or down. The U.S. dollar tether is a cryptocurrency, but it does not, like when people put money into it, it doesn't increase the value of your money, which is not the way that it works with other cryptocurrencies. Like when people put money into Bitcoin, then the bigger the Bitcoin gets is the more that yeah, the value of the Bitcoin that you have increases the more money that everybody worldwide puts into it. The more money that everybody puts 
worldwide into the U.S. dollar tether does not increase your U.S. dollar tether money. But it is a cryptocurrency. It is a token for it is a token. It's representative of the U.S. dollar. And so I put a lot of money in there. I mean, yeah, I put a lot of money in the U.S. dollar tether because um, when the I put I try to have more in it when the market is up when the market is up because then when the market goes down then it's not like all of my assets are decreasing in value all of my cryptocurrencies it's not like they're all decreasing in value um because US dollar tether maintains the same value for for the money even when the market goes up or down because it just tethers it to what the US dollar is worth and so it's good to have a certain percentage of your portfolio in that so that when the entire market goes down then you aren't losing money everywhere and then when that market is down you can exchange your U.S. dollar tether money into the cryptos you want the most, and then when it goes back up, put more into the U.S. dollar tether. So it's really like when the market is down, you want to have not very much in the U.S. dollar tether, but when the market is up, you want to start putting some money in there so that uh, when it goes down, you can you can tether your money to the same place and isn't losing value. My the sixth biggest uh, cryptocurrency that I have is XRP. Alrighty. Um, and this is the, this is a currency podcast. This is the number one in terms of cryptocurrency analysis. You won't find anything better. Um, you won't find anything better than an evaluation on currency itself because currency, currency envelops everything that cryptocurrency entails and also explains comparison between among currencies. But this, uh, the cr- cryptocurrency and its emergence is a problem of currency, but is a, is a result of greater diversification of currency. Um, it's representative of a world where currency is diversified to every living, manageable thing that you can put a name to. Um, it's reflective of a world of people that will, where value is more utilitarian like um rather than a world where people where you amass a lot of one currency we decentralize the world itself is becoming decentralized so that currency and the picture and reflection of it is one more of um every somebody amassing a lot of different currencies rather than one person amassing Lots of them. I mean, it's a world where you don't amass any one of them. It's it's better, like, a more decentralized world is, like, decentralizing of all currencies to the point of, like, any NFT that somebody buys, one of those pictures of a dinosaur or something that's, like, worth thousands of dollars. Those are currencies themselves, but it's a, it's a world that's diversifying. Um, it is a world... And it is a world, and it's it is a world that is um, it's really just. Do you know what this world is? Do you live in it? Have you seen it? What the world is becoming is just decentralizing, so that you uh, your wealth. What I'm saying is wealth will be across many different assets, but it's getting to the point that we're just calling any anything that you own uh, a currency is is what the emergence of cryptocurrency brings about is just recognizing all materials themselves to be different cr- currencies. 
uh, all materials and possessions you have are differentiated currencies, basically. But this is what we are explaining with NFTs, like collectible items, or it's just um, like shoes. Is but that's that's what the world that we're living in allows you to do more. Is like shoes you have is a currency, and now there's an app that you that makes it easy. There's apps that are just for exchanging shoes that you buy and buying and selling shoes that you own. You could do that with. You can do that with more and more things, but it's basically like shoes is a currency the same way that a cryptocurrency is. But um, so you want to tune into the currency podcast for all uh, explanations of currency in this world is becoming uh, where wealth is becoming more a matter of collecting many different currencies like this is. So you, you would really want to understand what currency was. Many wealth is now about collecting many different currencies rather than owning a lot of one that's what decentralization is. Um, it's like a nationalistic world is coming to an end. And in a nationalistic world, it's it's worse for wellness, for quality of life, because that's when you get a lot of people hoarding U.S. dollars and that kind of thing. I'm, I'm saying we in a more decentralized world, which is you see is true, evidence of this is so many different cryptocurrencies lots of different cryptocurrencies are just are just uh that's an articulation of businesses to say that their business is money but like now we are getting to the point where we recognize the truth of this that well you're just money at the end of the day any business and so cryptocurrencies are like this new world of where all of the businesses that are relevant and current and prominent are are in exchange just exchangeable as like a money but um but anyway so you could invest in and you just hold hold as many as you want um okay so the sixth one that i have is xrp and i i hope you i hope you listened but uh, i hope you listened to me i hope you listened to the end because you're getting all this good uh you're getting you're getting this information because information is happening that's why you should listen to the end because information is clearly happening and um do you want to miss out on it yolo you only live once so it's time for you to hear about my crypto portfolio you only live once so you spend an hour listening to me talk about my crypto portfolio at least you won't get to see that in every lifetime you have your next lifetime you're not going to get to see this Anyway, um, not to belabor the point, the sixth biggest one that I have is XRP. XRP is really underrated. 5.89% um, of my portfolio is XRP. Um, you can't buy it anywhere. It's, it has, it's under fire for a couple of reasons. It's under fire. There's the SEC is this commission that... Um, regulates currency and they're trying to bring XRP to court to regulate their currency. For some reason, XRP is under fire for being able to be regulated. But it's like, um, so the SEC is a some sort of currency commission in America that wants to regulate currencies. They can't regulate, they can't go after just any currency. For some reason, they're able to go after XRP, and XRP so is like in legal battles about the validity of their currency, and because of this, it is not as highly valued as 
it could be. It is still the sixth biggest cryptocurrency, sixth or seventh or eighth, like maybe the seventh biggest cryptocurrency in terms of market cap. But in my opinion, it can go higher. Um, it's actually undervalued. It's undervalued because it has this bad reputation of being like, oh, it could be regulated. It can't be regulated. Like, in my opinion, a lot of the legal battles that it's in are kind of bullshit and XRP and the people bringing about the legal battles know that it's bullshit. It's a few futile and at some point there the cases the allegations against them or whatever are going to come to an end and at that point xrp is going to explode and so this is and this is what people who own xrp are talking about and so like that one is more worrisome if you're not into cryptocurrency but um xrp xrp has the potential to to really blow up uh, it's really i'd say it's really low right now i it's good to have some of that definitely like that's a that's an underrated one that one is based in san francisco and it is relatively more related to the current financial world is why uh it is like regulatory agencies like the sec are going after it is because of its existence as um more in the centralized universe that we live in now more in the financial sector that we live in now that's what xrp applies to but basically xrp is this transitional type token that lives that is on the fringe between uh centralized banking of today and decentralized banking of tomorrow xrp is uh kind of in the middle of that and is and that is reason why i think it's a it's a good buy um is because of its practical use currently. I don't really understand how the entire thing works, but it basically is a cryptocurrency for centralized banking of today and uh, will will aid in the liquidating of centralized banks' currencies and assets because it's like it's like a cryptocurrency for for centralized banks to use to exchange their money around the world very quickly, which is also it's also a function that is necessary that we don't have, but that we then do have with the emergence of cryptocurrency. Uh, so XRP is is like it's for like centralized banking, and as a result, is close enough to the world we live in that it can be reg like uh, people are going after it to regulate it or say it isn't valid. Um, it's uh and that's that's whatever the seventh one i have the most of is the kucoin native token i have 3.8 percent of my portfolio is that uh for reasons i said before i like i like that token um the eighth biggest one i have is solana at 2.23 percent and then and so i wish i had more of that i kind of wish i had more kucoin really like the gap between the binance amount of binance that i have and kucoin that i have um, KuCoin has more room to grow, really, and so it's like it would actually be a good idea to have close to have the gap between my KuCoin percentage and my Binance percentages be closer because, like, technically speaking, KuCoin would have more room to grow, but it's less a known commodity, so there'd be more risk in doing that. Binance is a known commodity. Um, ninth biggest one I have is Doge at 1.18%. I'd say that I should increase that. Like, I wouldn't want to. Doge is risky at currently, but it's probably like come 420, it will probably spike again. But if it doesn't, then you'll then you know that it's closer to going downhill than you think. Like I think that Doge is fine, and really, if you consider it, it's a if you really take it into consideration, it's up like it's up like five thousand percent in the last 
year. So it's not like a, it's not like you have any proof that it would be a bad investment. It's up like 5,000% in the last year or so. Um, the 10th biggest one I have is a crypto.com coin. I only bought that recently. That one's blowing up right now. That's a, that's a decent investment. I don't really like the crypto.com exchange is why I don't have more of that. Crypto.com exchange has higher fees than uh, KuCoin in my experience, but they might have they might have worked that out originally i didn't i didn't like putting money on crypto.com because the values they list all the values of the cryptocurrencies across the world and the values that they listed were like relatively higher than where they're listed everywhere else and that kind of makes it confusing when you exchange money in and out of there um because they're listing the values like of their token and other tokens as higher and so that is kind of conspicuous and it's like but uh, overall, it looks like their brand should be should be fine into the future. They just are kind of like stumbling around in the beginning, but it looks like they're looks like they should be fine. If, in my opinion, Crypto.com as an app and a brand is in a better position than FTT. They look better and they look more organized. It's just like the Crypto.com is not as organized and does not have as good of a brand as Binance currently. I don't know if they will do better into the future or not. Uh, the 11th biggest one I have is PancakeSwap, which is 0.77% of my portfolio, and even that is too high. PancakeSwap is the swap for the Binance network. Um, and the, like, the, the 12th biggest one I have is Uniswap at 0.42% of my portfolio. And um for real for real for real and um that one it's pancake swap and uniswap are like the same thing they're just a swap and um they they allow you to access like really lesser known tokens that aren't listed on any exchange like somebody created one somewhere and like the only place that you get to start trading that token on is like a uniswap or a pancake swap like if you want to buy a cryptocurrency that's really under the radar, like in the thousands ranking, basically a lot of times the only place you can buy it is on a Uniswap or a PancakeSwap. And um, like PancakeSwap used to be higher. The swaps used to be higher, but I think the trend currently is that exchange native tokens are better to have than these swap native tokens because exchange tokens generally have more utility and I agree with that sentiment and that trend. And so I'm kind of shifting out of Pancake and Uniswap, but those are good ones to have. It's just difficult to see currently within the entire landscape of things, what is the value of Uniswap and PancakeSwap, especially like owning the token of it. Generally Uniswap is, Uniswap has a better reputation. PancakeSwap is shady, like has a bad reputation. And so that doesn't help it out. It's just that PancakeSwap is the Binance exchange swap, where Uniswap, you might say, is like the Ethereum exchange swap. But um, it's a little bit like that. Uniswap is kind of more... It's, Uniswap is really tied in with Ethereum, and PancakeSwap is really tied in with Binance. And Binance, as that was going up, PancakeSwap increased quite a bit but now this there's people are just throwing shade on swap tokens overall currently i don't know if that swings back the other way or not 
or if the swap tokens were just really overvalued in the beginning at all. But they they started to get the swap tokens had more value than they do now. They had more value like eight months ago because those were a couple of the first cryptocurrencies that you could look at and see what how they were practically used. Uniswap, you can see its entire function is just swapping one token for another, but in in any niche token, like you can go to their website and see exactly what their function does and see how it's being used in the real world. Like it kind of it sheds a lot of light just using them sheds light on the how the crypto thing even works. And then the 13th biggest one I have is Shiba Inu and that makes a 0.32% of my portfolio. But I I would like to have more Doge than Shiba just so I am supporting America and I'm being serious. Um like Shiba Inu Shiba Inu is just I don't see that its value is perceived outside of its relationship to Dogecoin, really. Like, I don't see how Shiba Inu should get any bigger than Dogecoin. Maybe it does something different, but um, they're both based on... Those, those coins are really just all about perception rather than like whatever value they hold. And I think both of them are tokens rather than that they're giant net no no dogecoin is a is a blockchain so shiba is probably a blockchain but i dogecoin i'm pretty sure is just an address blockchain and you can't write any um tokens onto it i think that shiba actually don't know anything about shiba but um i don't know why it became big outside of this just a dog icon token but um I, the way that i see it it's the same thing as dogecoin as far as i understand it and so it's really just a America versus China kind of thing, and I I would buy Dogecoin to support that over China. But um, thank you for listening to that. I'm gonna have more crypto-based uh, sh- shit about for for my YouTube channel. I'm making more about the cryptos and uh, giving you information on that. And uh, thank you for listening to this. Hit any subscribe that you wish. Um, I'll talk to you all later. Bye.